0: Okay, ready? Welcome to CinemaQ, where we chat all things film and faith through our lens of storytellers and as a creative, married duo. I'm Ian McHugh, filmmaker, actor, and writer with over 10 years in the industry. Let's go. India just knocked my coffee out of my hand.
1: (laughs) I think I heard her uh, shoulder crack as well. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so we're off to a good start here. Welcome back to Q. My name is Ian, and I am joined today by two wonderful actresses and co-hosts.
2: I'm India, like normal. (laughs) And this is our incredible friend. Incredible. Taylor Abigail Rice. Yes. Wow. Insert clap track. Clap
1: track. Applause, applause, applause. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks. This is our first official guest on the show. So hopefully we'll be joined by many more, but we figured we had to start with the best and just go downhill from there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Taylor is an actress, a rock star, a worship leader, a dog mom, and so many things. But would you and want wife to just... To
0: the one and only Jordan Rice. Shout the out to only. you, man. You are my the favorite. only,
2: The only Jordan Rice. Yeah. Would you want to just intro like... Who the heck are you? Why do you love film? What's your role in filmmaking?
0: And what qualifies you on, you know, speaking on this incredibly prestigious podcast?
1: Yeah. The only reason I'm on this podcast is because (laughs) I paid Ian in (laughs) India to let me. (laughs) No, Uh, that is not true. No, no, I've known Ian for a long time. Um, I don't know how many years, but back in college, what?
0: It was your freshman year that I met you.
1: Eight.
0: Yeah, probably. Eight I don't years know ago. something don't
1: like that. Um, so we've been film buds for a long time, and he is actually um, a huge reason for me getting into film and acting and um, moving my career in the way that I have moved it over the past couple of years. So I should oh, pay uh, Ian. <laughs> I, I, I really should. <laughs> um, and I really loved getting to know India over the past couple of years. Um, since they got married, I feel like we're kindred spirits in a lot of ways, and I love you. Oh, so I'm really happy to be
0: here. Let's cry. All right. Well, this is the most emotional well, podcast we've had yet. Yes.
1: No. Leave it to me to bring the tears. I love um, you, too.
0: Oh, you do. Spoiler <laughs> alert.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I have um, been a profet- professional actress and model in the Midwest for a little over two years now, and I grew up doing theater. I did some in college, so I just had that bug in me when I was younger. I don't know if you guys know this. I would like make movies on my mom's like I don't old think we did. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I should send you some. They are amazing. Ones of me and like little figurines. Like I was a horse girl, so all that okay, kind wait, of thing. That's like yeah. we need yes. that. Yes, yes. So Love humble it. beginnings with right, film. Our next for film me. is
0: about a. A girl that rides a horse. Yes. I'm, writing, I'm writing it. It's later. in the show
1: notes. <laughs> it's on my special skills and I can't That's do it. Impressive. Um, so kind of got the bug back awakened, rekindled the flame. Um, in COVID, actually, I'd gotten away from acting for um, about five years. I'd stopped it in college. And then I think it was the KSH trailer or teaser. And for those of of you
0: that don't know what KSH is, that is Knowing Shell Hollow. That is another podcast that's hopefully coming your way soon. No promises.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well, we also, it's one of Ian's passion projects and he made a sizzle reel Mm. in COVID and Taylor was cast in that. So that's, that's the reference.
0: Yes. So KSH is Knowing Shell Hollow. So continue to.
1: Yes. Um, And that was the first time I'd acted in a long time and I just couldn't put the fire out, was like that was so fun. These are some of my favorite people to make movies with and act with. And so I called him like shortly after, I was like, what do I do to keep doing this? I love it, like nothing makes me feel more alive. I was in a marketing job, you know, like I was in grad school at the time, which is fine. But I was like, this is where my life is, like this is where my passion is. And he was like, join an acting class or join this Facebook group. So I did that. And then from there, somebody was like, join this acting class and from there signed with an agent and up, up, up. So I do a lot of commercials. I do a lot of um, short films, feature films, and I have been so privileged to been doing this, um, I guess, since June of 2022. Like, just full-time. So I was able to quit, like, my 9-to-5 job and do this um, in the Midwest, which is amazing, um, and it's a huge part. How scary was that? Okay, honestly, (laughs) there were a few moments, but my husband and I had just known for a while that eventually it would come to this, that I would quit my full-time job and just pursue this full-time because we really had a conviction that, like, this is part of your calling, and this is where God wants to take you. So... What was the impetus for me quitting was I got cast in um, a movie as a lead. And I would have to to be gone for three weeks. And I talked to my job and I was like, is there anything you can do? Like unpaid leave, like something. Because I was out of PTO. It was long gone. I was in the negative. (laughs) Probably all
0: used for acting as well. (laughs) All used for
1: commercials and stuff like that. Um, And they were like, there's nothing that... Like it's the movie or it's this job. And like on the spot, I was like, okay, I'm going to do the movie. So this is my two weeks. And they were like, kind of like, okay, respect. Like, you know, you knew what you wanted to do. And it was a really cordial situation. And man, maybe we'll get to this later in the podcast, but the Lord just confirmed that decision within a minute Mm -hmm. of me doing it and so i hold on to that moment of just taking that leap of faith being like i'm in ohio trying to do acting and i just quit my full-time job and i don't know what's gonna happen but i know that the lord's under this because of this thing that happened and um i he's shown up like every single time um and it just keeps growing so Incredible. but again i can't say enough like huge thanks to these two <laughs> for giving me content and giving me roles <laughs> and support um And letting me be on podcasts. Hmm. Well, well, one thing that we
2: like, we all have a group chat with Jordan, her husband, as well. So, why isn't he here? Why isn't Jordan here? I don't know. He's at work. It's fine. But one of the things that I think we've all like texted back and forth before is like, we rise together. Yes. Like, we say that all the time because I think when Ian has an idea for a film or a show, you're one of the first people we reach out to for acting. And when you have an idea, like, You got to write and direct your first short film Mm -hmm. not too long ago. You reached out to us. And so it's been kind of a cool, like, symbiotic relationship with, I think, both of us as couples to, like, be like, okay, if you're in a project, we'll help out. And, like, Ian helped with Jordan's music video, and Jordan's helped me with a music video for me. So, like, we've all kind of, like, shared talent back and forth, and it's a cool relationship to, like, have Christian creatives in a place like mm-hmm. Ohio, where we can mm-hmm. like swap skills and like rise together, kind yes. of thing. So, yeah, what a treat. Yes.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely been one of the most encouraging parts about being able to create in a place like the Midwest has been finding some people that you care about, that you work well together with, yeah. that also are so passionate about this that they're willing to jump on projects together and, and make it happen. I mean, from we can get a little bit into this about some of like the embarrassing films that we've made that yeah. are just not good. <laughs> But at that point, we were like, we want to do this and we have to start somewhere. And if we let like fear of failure kind of sneak into that space, then we would not be where we are today because we wouldn't have created anything. We wouldn't have Mm -hmm. grown. We wouldn't have like gotten better. And so like I look back at those works and they're you can find them online and they are find them online and (laughs) they're not great. But I'm so proud of them because before we even kind of knew what we were doing and which we still kind of don't sometimes we're still figuring it out like those films Are ones that have kind of molded us and kept us together and we keep creating and like i'm just super thankful for like you taylor especially to keep trusting me as like a filmmaker on ones that you know we've submitted and not even gotten a nomination for awards and that you still kept showing up every time i asked you to be an actress again and now you know we have an award-winning film going to los angeles Mm -hmm. which is what we're going to talk about on this episode um, and so it's just incredible that we get to stick together. And then when India came into the fold, you befriended her and then you married one of the best guys that I know. And so I get to be mm-hmm. friends with him who is a good actor an incredible guy with sound and music and all of that. And so again, our skills coming together to create this and growing together has been literally one of my favorite experiences. Yeah. So, and I'm super thankful that I, I like, this wasn't a non-negotiable when I got married, but like marrying a fellow creative that gets it that I can throw into films that can do the thumbnails and graphic design and acting and photography and all of like my skills that lack. Like the podcast exists because she knows how to like do a podcast. I do not. Oh, um, <laughs> and and it's just like all of these things that like my day to day now is encouraged by the creativity of my wife, and then we're able to bring in friends in the fold to create content such as Life
1: Source. So yes. incredibly so thankful. Good. Yes. Yeah. So, today... so thanks for sticking with us. <laughs> oh my gosh! Thanks for not kicking me out. <laughs> 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 laughing all the way
0: yeah
2: so today we're talking about life source bah, bah, bah. if you haven't seen it it's a seven minute short film and that go includes watch credits it. and that's a minute long it's kid friendly to a degree but like there's like no language there's no reason it's not like horrific there's no reason you shouldn't go watch it right now maybe so not with a
0: four-year-old because there's some yelling
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but we're gonna discuss that film today and it's a really special day because if you're watching <laughs> this this is going to be released on the day that life source is shown in los angeles at filmapalooza which is a huge worldwide film competition that we are selected to screen this short at so mm-hmm. such a cool day for all of us we're all going to be in la at the same time when this is released so yes. send us some love <laughs> and encouragement but we're here to chat about why we think that film won what we think wh- like what we're proud of from life source tailor your experience on set your acting experience and just kind of break down the whole thing
0: yeah, and why the story is good or bad or could be adjusted biblical illusions maybe i'm mm-hmm. um, like why why did this film win like why yeah. why is it hitting a little harder than some of the past things that we've made
2: I mean, yeah. we're not mad that it won. We're now, just like,
0: why? <laughs> just like, why? And I think it's important to talk about that. And that's kind of what this podcast is, is like, yeah. why should you cue this up? Like, why should you watch this? Why does it matter? Why are these right. stories good yeah. or bad? So, yeah, definitely excited to have you here to talk about it because yeah. uh, we, even though the characters are very similar in like status in this, there wasn't really like a lead female. Mm-hmm. It's mostly just you and India. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up calling you the lead nice. of this film. Mm-hmm. And India was the um, supporting, supporting mm-hmm. Um yeah just how was how was your experience on life source being the lead actress of an award-winning international film
1: yes it sounds so big you <laughs> say it that way no it is big um man it was really really awesome and i think one of my favorite things about being on set with the meqs is they're really good at hospitality and we literally, we just laugh like all the time. And I think for me, before I do a scene or even an audition, I have to like get the giggles out (laughs) because you're about to be like super vulnerable and you're about to um, do something that might not work and you might get a direction and you're like, I wasn't prepared to do that or whatever. So you're just really putting yourself out there and there's just no safer space than you guys to do that. and explore and try things and I feel like I can always come to Ian and be like what if we tried this and he's like yes no mm, I don't know and we can just talk it out honest
0: conversation right
1: yeah and it's it's so good and I feel like in a lot of ways um Ian you as a director you've really set a high bar for like other people that I work with and I like other people just fall really really short like compared to like just the atmosphere you create and the intention that you have with your actors is so good um again i paid her a
0: lot to say these things
1: (laughs) we paid her in bacon still paying me (laughs) monthly payments (laughs) monthly payments
0: subscription for you to come onto our podcast (laughs) and speak highly of us
1: no um but seriously some of my favorite people to work with and life source i i hope we can get into this a little bit i wasn't in the room at all when um they were writing the um the script because this was part of the 48 and so they're writing it like the very first thing i wasn't there yet yeah. And we had
0: 48 hours to write it, shoot it, edit it, and yeah. completely produce a four to seven minute short with a specific genre, character, mm-hmm. all of this. So yeah, we, we had to write it quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so sorry, just some context yeah, for and the I listeners.
1: Just, I wanted to bring that up because I think one of the reasons this hits so hard and every time I watch it, I've seen this like a dozen or more times. I still get that, like, like just that arrested feeling and, uh, when I watch it, even though I've seen it so long, because I think it really hits on just fundamental experiences we have as humans and fundamental questions and ways that we act out and ways that we try to reach out to each other and connect. And I was like, how did they do this like in the middle of the night on Friday or early in the morning on Saturday when they're writing this? And I don't even know if you guys were conscious of like, okay, we're putting in these like really fundamental human things in here, or if it just, you're such great storytellers that it just came out in this beautiful way really naturally. Um, But because it had those elements, it was really um, easy and fluid to step into the character just because it wasn't this, um, it was just a real character. Like Brie was experiencing things that we all have experienced. She was very like extreme with things Whereas I personally haven't ever dealt with things like substance abuse or wanting to end my life. I have dealt with things like defeat, frustration, hopelessness, feeling unloved, feeling like I don't belong. Like there was just that level stuff throughout everything that made the character really easy to grab onto. Um, So I think that was one of my favorite parts of it. And then obviously working with India who, oh, like, their characters have this, just how they approach life is so opposite and so interesting that it was really good to find those ways. Okay, this is an opportunity where they can really clash or this contrast can come out um, really easily. And I think at the end, there's like this ambiguous ending that generates conversation hopefully and makes you be like, what? Like it makes you think through it again and all of that is just due to the realness of the characters because life isn't always like cut and dry you know like oh yeah i saw that coming or whatever like we don't see life coming we just don't so i think i don't know i i could go on and on but that was those were some of the highlights of like what it was like working with this script and in the short amount of time um and why i'm so proud of it so
2: so good yeah it's one incredible. of my faves I I wanted to say something that when we were talking about the script so you have 48 hours to do this whole thing so on the way to the initial competition before we know what line of dialogue what prop what
0: character and character genre, description genre we were
2: trying to like brainstorm okay what are a couple good ideas like it, using who we have knowing mm-hmm. we only have like two female actresses and maybe a guy or two if we yeah. needed to call some strings. Yeah. We're trying to just think, okay, what could we do? And then when and we... We
0: call that writing into your resources, right? Yes. Like make a story with the resources you have available. So we can get into that a little later, but Yes, continue. so
2: we're thinking of these plot lines and I think I came up with like one that I really, really liked. Then we pulled the genre sci-fi and we're like, we have
0: 48 hours to make a sci-fi like a- film oh no and we
2: come home <laughs> and our writers zarek and jay were here and we're like throw india's idea out the window start from scratch and it worked so much better because we were trying to be prepared and then we were like let's use like all these voices to come together and like make this even better and like that i think is what is so cool about the short time frame and all the talent that we had to work with because even though there's only three actors on screen mm-hmm. there's 14, 16 people the whole weekend helping us make this. Mm -hmm. And it's just a really cool experience to have like, kind of like what you said, when there's more talent and more creatives in the room, like something is going to come out that's so much better than like this initial like one person idea kind of thing. And it was really cool because Ian directed it Mm -hmm. and watching him lead that whole team and having an amazing crew of DPs and assistant directors and PAs, like, you Shout got to... Shout out to the to, Cleveland crew. Yes, yeah, Kevin seriously. Coyne and uh, and, and, Chawston, and
0: Yeah, Chawston Media, Chad Austin Tim. Kerr and Tim coming down.
2: But just watching you step into your role as director made it all the more better and more polished because you got to only be director and you didn't have to worry about...
0: Sort of, well, sort of, of course, but like <laughs> some, you're not. Some things happen. You're not like who's
2: on crafty and can we get yeah. that lens and let's build a dolly like that. You yeah. had people that you could delegate to, yeah. and it, it flourished because of that.
0: This is one of the first times that I actually built like a full team like that to have on set of you know I didn't have to worry about ordering food because I had people doing that. I had so with Chad Austin Kirby, an assistant director, he had his story bible when he's walking through with the director yeah. of photography, planning out the shots beforehand while. Taylor in India got to go off to a room into a safe space and rehearse and learn their lines and, and get the giggles out. But then like come to a safe space where you yeah. can, you know, practice your lines while we're like, and everything just started to really click and you could trust people in their position. Mm-hmm. Delegating responsibility was one of the hardest things for me to let go mm-hmm. uh, in my early film days. And I think that's why my film struggled was because I wanted mm-hmm. to do everything. Mm-hmm. I wanted to direct, I wanted to hold the camera, I wanted to write, I wanted to be the actor as well. You know, like I wanted, I wanted all of it. And then when I started bringing in people and hey, I trust you guys as the talent and I trust an assistant director and I need a cinematographer. Um, I think that's why these things start to do better is because I, yeah, I mostly wrote it. I brought in co-writers and I'm super thankful because some of them had experiences to put language into this in a way that I never would have been able to, um, into the experiences that your characters go through. And India, you had ideas and you would come in and like throw ideas at the table, but we also kept that to just four people instead of opening it up to the entire group because mm-hmm. we didn't want too many voices in the room. I wanted voices I trusted. Mm-hmm. And and but yeah, I got to then like once the camera started going, I just sat at my director's monitor at Video Village and was just like directing.
1: That's gotta be a magical feeling. And it was to- so good.
0: Like I, I never had that much intentionality to like just watch the actors go. And and be able to instruct. And then unfortunately our editor got sick and I ended up having to edit. Um, but I was not planning on being that. So I might like mentally I was able to just be a director. Yeah. And I think that helped you guys flourish as well because
1: mm-hmm.
0: like you could just act. Yeah. Right. Um, and so yeah, I, I really agree with you guys there on like the coming together of a team and oh, it was beautiful. And
1: it that so bravery good. for you to delegate, like, it took this film so far. Like that was the first element of success you know is building the right people like having the bravery to ask can you come and do this we don't know what the payout is gonna be but this time it it really worked it was really Mm. really good yeah
0: yeah and shout out to your husband who i would literally film on my phone uh the scenes while i'm editing them and send them to him and he would write the original music on the spot for this yeah and he won he won for best original music i believe right did he yeah i think so
1: I don't know. I think that was
0: Or maybe Moth. not. Okay, that was Moth. Sorry. Cut. Sorry, Jordan. Um, but for Moth It he, was so really good. Yeah, our last film, our first award winning film with this group, um, he won Best Original Music, but his ability to just Yeah write like we had forty eight hours and I gave him maybe twenty minutes to score the entire thing. Oh, and he destroyed
1: it. Incredible.
0: <laughs> yeah. Twenty minutes. Incredible. Like the, the music um uh, it just brought it together as well so thanks yeah. to Jordan for I just that. remember yeah.
2: we were sitting in like the garage for hair makeup wardrobe and Jordan like called to ask clarity on the like mood. he was like India what's the mood like what kind of music and I was like think like sci-fi Tron but slower more synthy kind of like <laughs> worship Apocalypse
0: Ozark
1: and he was like what it it's like 10 a.m like the script is like maybe done at this point we don't even know what we're doing yet. i'm like sorry bye i gotta go <laughs> but my husband is an actual genius like oh certifiably God, a genius with music yeah. so we're in good hands if you haven't checked out
2: vitruvian mm-hmm. soul yet right yeah. yeah plug in shout
0: out to vitruvian soul uh, that's the band him and his brother oh it is so good some sick beats, so, some sick beats. yeah
2: I do have one more thing that stood out to me about life source that I take a lot of pride in this and we were talking about this the other day how I think films succeed often when we have a like environment that is different than the norm mm-hmm. and you throw characters in and say go like so for example A Quiet Place is one of my favorite like films to think about with this example of like we don't know what happened, but for some reason when you make noise, these monsters come. Mm. Okay, now go. And you just throw characters into that environment in this like weird world and you're making the audience think so many things. Okay, how are they gonna survive? How would I survive? Mm. How did this all happen? How do we get out of it? Mm-hmm. And so you start having all mm-hmm. these questions. And so that's something that we used in Moth, and that's something that we also used in Life Source mm. that I think is one of the key pieces to maybe it'll be like a staple <laughs> q media film Ooh. sort of thing but i just think it's one of those cool things especially when we're doing these short films that you don't have a lot of time and we could over complicate really quickly if we're like yeah. let's make this big backstory with this big ending and this and when you get sci-fi it's like what what do you do with that so i think mm-hmm. one of the successful pieces of this film is we take random characters you don't know who eva and brie are and you just open on this scene of like we have these glowing orbs that show how much life you have left if they fall off you die great and we open on their dad has passed away okay now go so we yeah. have no idea yeah. how we got but there but he's holding
0: breeze life source right so yes. this this uh, it's like a mystery like right away yeah yes. right away there's a dead father holding his alive adopted daughter's life source but she's living with his and yeah. so it's like what happened
1: yeah so. and and somehow that, we're in this weird futuristic thing too so that i think it's called in media ray is the like the literary term of like starting a story like right in the middle of the action mm. and hmm. that's like it doesn't fail like every single time you're like Ooh! so yeah. what yeah. is it create, yeah.
0: a, <laughs> create a world throw the characters into it and invite them to explore to learn and i think that brings the audience into like learn as well like what are the unique characteristics of this world that i don't understand that these characters are living in Mm -hmm. and and so it invites the audience in right away to be a part of the story and i Mm -hmm. yeah i've been loving that process of story writing recently Mm -hmm. um and it's been so fun so fun Mm -hmm.
2: definitely one of my favorites taylor do you have any other thoughts about your acting performance Mm -hmm. in life source because I'm biased. I think it's one of the best performances I've ever seen from you, but oh also heaven. just in, in, general. in general.
0: And most of the time when I invite you to be a character, I need you to like substance abuse, yell, uh, get like a little grungy. I'm like everything that you are like not. I'm like, hey, come be this you, this this character.
1: Yes. I've actually seen that a lot where I, I will get cast or get really good feedback from auditions with these kind of darker, dramatic things. I'll get like shortlisted a lot for a cast. And I'm just like very a ridiculous person. (laughs) Like I'm just happy, optimistic. Like I like to laugh at myself. Um, and it's like, why, why am I not getting like as much attention or cast as much in that stuff? I don't know. I'm not mad because it's fun to act different and be different, explore different things. It's the bangs. It's the bangs. It's the, the bangs. bangs. I don't know. They just like make me look moody, I guess. <laughs> um, Instantly cooler with bangs.
0: Yeah. Hey, in KSH, you're kind of like a nerdy girl though with the big glasses. So... I'm ready. I, <laughs> like, I'm excited for a different character for you. <laughs> the
1: world is not ready for like quirky me because mm. it's going to be iconic. Anyway, if I can say so myself. But this Life Source performance, gosh, the most um, notable moment, I guess, there's like two moments I want to talk about. So for a lot of the time, Brie is she's really like quite reserved and like kind of flat, like when we first are introduced to her. Like, you see, like, a flicker of maybe, like, some anger or, like, shame or something, like, right at the beginning when she's on the ground and everything. But then in this aftermath of their dad's death, she's, like, just pretty affectless. Like, not Mm. a lot of expression. You're the first
0: to walk away from the funeral. You're the first to just kind of be, yeah. There's Mm -hmm.
1: just just these weird, quiet, but very, like, pointed ways that she copes with this meanwhile we see eva that's you know pacing going through like documents and like wondering where her sister is like she's much more like engaged with what's going on emotional
0: at the funeral yeah comes back home
1: yes and so but at the end there's this like huge switch for brie where like a lot of the truth of what she's feeling who she is comes out um and one to kind of mix up Brie, because she's been like reserved, and again, this is like seven minutes, so things have to be like quick, um, in the interaction with Eva and Brie on the couch when she comes home, when Brie comes home, and they talk, it was planned out to be very, um, just kind of the same tone of the whole show, of like intense, and um, dramatic, and I just, this, we did it a couple times that way. That's and t- how
0: originally I wrote it, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, we have to stay in this mood.
1: Yes. And we did it a couple times and I was just like, I was like, something is like flat here. And so I came to Ian. I was like, what if we tried this a little bit more interest, like m- something that could make it more interesting to watch where Brie is not so moody, but she's more like playful and nonchalant with her sister. Like, oh, dad's left dad's left, dad is gone. You're just like, stuck with me yeah, now. Oh sissy. Oh, like, don't you love me so stuck much. Stuck with
0: me now. Yeah.
1: And I think there's just bringing that like levity and like heartedness to it show like did so much for their, um, for the movie as a whole. Cause it gave it just some, um, highs and lows, like just some different things to look at some textures. And then for our relationship, um, it gave a little more history and connect- connectedness because otherwise it might have looked like we were just like strangers and didn't yeah. <laughs> have a, a real relationship. Um, so I loved that Ian kind of let me run with that and do it a couple times, and I think everyone agreed. Like there was just some new life and mm-hmm. new spark that came from that, and I think um, that is like something intuition as an actor. It's like am i having fun am i getting energized by what i am acting by what i am doing if i'm not what can i do to enhance that for my own experience to have fun but also that will help the film mm-hmm. yeah. as long as it will like, elevate the
0: actors around you as well
1: yes kind of and so i was i was i was proud of myself for kind of listening to that intuition and then bring it to ian and him being like let's just let's try it and it ended up working out was a really good acting moment um, that I loved for me. And then... If I can interject really fast, yeah. I remember that moment
2: when you asked to switch and add this little humor. Yeah. And what what's the proper term? I do it all the time. I, like, use humor to, like... Oh, yeah. Um, deflect the emotion geez. a little bit. Yeah. And it was kind of that for you because I feel like Bree's character was, like... She knows that her, like, drug problem is what tugged on her dad's empathetic heart. He switches life sources with her so that she can stay alive. She's fully aware. She's fully aware, but she's like, I can't face that reality, so I'm going to just diffuse this with humor because Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, like, push it away Mm -hmm. and try to, like, not, like...
1: Move on. Yeah,
2: like, I can't deal with that. And that's why, like, she went alone for Mm -hmm. a minute. She went back out to the woods. She's, like, back on her, like, drugs kind of thing. Drugs. I don't know the terms or whatever. (laughs) But I just think that's a really cool... That was very intentional and intelligent of you and your acting experience to bring that level of like awareness at midnight on a 48 hour film competition really? to say, what if we add humor because a normal human would, Sure. Yeah. you know, and I just think that's, yeah. that's a really seasoned actress to like notice that and be able to pitch it to the director in the middle of filming. And it, it worked so much better because of it.
0: And it also allowed us to have a breath. Before the end of the film, that which is, is very, very intense. intense. Yes, and so I completely agree that like we hear that switch when you ask, like when you as Eva and asks Brie, like what happened that night? You guys are having this fun, laughing conversation, yeah, just like, for a moment, yeah, um, cracking a couple jokes, and then <laughs> Taylor kisses me. Moment, it's fine. like yeah, but you just want a moment of honesty from her, and there's this flashback scene which I love.
2: It's awesome,
1: and
0: it's so fast, but I think it of it. You can almost see the mental switch in Brie of like, yeah. oh, now things are no longer funny. I need another break. And she just says, I don't know what happened, even though she does. And she hides back into mm. her emotions. And because humor wasn't enough at that point, mm. walks away. And then the like final scene happens after that. And, like, and I think that breath is
1: important. Yeah, there. it primed. It primed. Yeah, because it was like intense, intense. And it's like, oh, that levity, Just like the comedic relief, a touch of it. Um, and my, my other, like, like favorite moment from like my acting perspective with this was, man, how long did it take us to film that last scene? It was like a few hours. It was like, it was was late Mm -hmm. hours
0: at least. I mean, that, that was the longest. And
1: maybe we were rehearsing in that two hours. I don't know, but I remember finding, and I, I experiment with different ways that I, like act and this way I just was like I am literally just gonna let myself feel the devastation of this and I found that and I was like I have to hold this for like two hours (laughs) yes and it was exhausting like I was I literally just had to like not talk to anybody and just stand there and just like I was like, you were physically like, like, yeah. Cause I just like
0: production assistants and and non-essential people for that scene out. Yeah. We sent some home. We were like, we need this space to, to be protected. Yeah. It is exhausting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You very physically like, we're like sec and like held it there, which was, and it was so impressive.
1: Really weird. And yeah, really tiring. But I was, I don't think that I had like dug that deep before and like held that kind of, um just like this these guilt feelings, these shame feelings, this exhaustion, which was actually just real because we've been like just doing so much over 48 hours. Um, but it really was so easy to like bring up the tears and then switch into the anger, and it wasn't like choppy, like when I watch it back you can just see how my face is like melting into what it needs to be and what I'm feeling. Um, and I was just really proud of the work that I put into that and how it turned out. Cause I think like, I'm super, super proud of this performance of mine and I'm really excited to get to go to LA and like be shown to everybody. Um, and I mean, that wasn't just me. That was like Ian saying, people like go home. And that was, um, India, like, giving me something to react off of. I'm pretty sure know. I still cracked a bunch <laughs> of jokes and you were like one second India and I was like, ah! fired I, like <laughs> I was
0: like calm down um
1: so I I'm, I carry that with me into other like dramatic auditions and other things because um, I'm like I know that I can do it I know yeah. that I can get there I know that I can really just be messed up for a while and then come out of it and be my happy self again so yeah, yeah. I
2: have a question yeah. for you on that.
1: Go ahead. You mind? Go
2: ahead. Um, How do you come out of it? Yeah. Like I'm just wondering. Like, is it an easy switch for you when you're done? Mm-hmm. Because like Taylor shed a literal tear for that this not scene. Sage.
0: There was no peppermint oil. There were no fake tears. There was no eyedroppers. Like. like-
2: This woman produced an actual tear, and I'm like,
1: oh. Again, the exhaustion just helped. (laughs) But (laughs) But when. Yeah, I was.
2: (laughs) But (laughs) when you have something that intense, whether it's that night or a different scene when you've been on set for a long day and there's a a serious moment or your character has a really intense. Oh, sorry,
0: everyone. All right, one second. If you say that, that's clicking.
2: And Mark. When you've been on set for a while and let's say your character has a really intense scene or in this case, like you shed a literal tear, how quickly do you come back to yourself Mm -hmm. or is it kind of like a method experience where for the next few days you're kind of in that like headspace? Like, how does that go for you?
1: Yeah, that's actually a director actually asked me that exact same question when we were going through casting because he was wanting me for this role of a young girl being um, sex trafficked. Mm. And we were going to film in North Dakota in the middle of winter and he was it's like a lovely time there. Oh yeah. He was like, I need whoever I cast, like they need to be a good actress, but I need to know that they're not going to like become depressed or like get lost in the darkness of this film that we're making. So he, he was like, what strategies do you have to like come out of that? And I think As I've reflected a lot on that question, I don't remember what I told him because I was so like, oh my gosh, like he wants me for this. (laughs) Um, But I think about that a lot because I think throughout uh, my career, there's gonna be really challenging roles. And depending on how I wanna get in that space, I don't wanna stay there, you know, depending on what's required. But I think it requires just knowing yourself, like really knowing who you are. And, like, on the deep level, like, for me, I know that, like, I'm full of joy. Like, I'm hopeful. I'm um, part of, like, a really supportive community. Like, there's all of these things that are just core, rock solid to who I am. And then there's also just the little fun things. Like, tea is very me. Like, doing yoga on the ground with my dog. Like, that's very me. Walking my dog, going for a run, um, reading a book, writing a piece of poetry. Like, there's those little tangible things that I can do. To come back into myself, mm. you know? And so I just have those in my mind if I'm struggling to come out of something. Um, I just do those things. Because I'm like, this is kind of a weird way to put it. I don't really see that, but like, okay, like I'm becoming care like the character of Taylor now. <laughs> and it's like natural because it's me, you know? But it's just those triggers. Um, and it's really not difficult for me. That being said, like I have been on longer sets where it wasn't like as intense. This was like the most intense thing I think I've ever done and it was so short mm-hmm. that it wasn't like hard to get out of but i can imagine i can think about that like if i had that this movie didn't end up working out for me i turned it down but if i had done that that probably would have been more challenging cuz it's cuz it's day after day after day and so i think knowing yourself as a performer as an actor as a human really helps you get back to real life and like not get stuck like where you are and this particular one, everybody was just so stoked that it went so perfectly that we all just erupted and like, yeah, we did it! Like, oh, everybody no. was jumping and yelling. So that was like just immediate for me, yeah. you know, because yeah. we all knew, we felt that magic and it was there. And that's like what yeah. I live for is when everyone's like, mm, we did that. So that was easy. Yeah.
0: We're on a time crunch. So once we knew we hit it, it was like, okay, we're done. You have permission to like, Let's celebrate! Yes. That yeah. was, yeah, that was. As soon
2: incredible. as you called I mean. cut, we're like, yes! oh, I, I,
0: lost, oh, I wish I wish footage of like, that. Oh, I wish,
1: dude, because we were literally oh, like, my gosh,
0: <gasps> everyone, and then we had to get like paper towels for you to like wipe up all your tears because oh, you were flooding the living room. Um, so good. Real quick, sign up before I go into that. Uh, actually, the space behind us is the set of Life Source. Yes. So uh, we you. have a new location today. Uh, I know we're like 40 minutes into this or something, but new location for the podcast today. But we are on set of Life Source. Uh, still our cool. house well, you don't have to tell them that. okay we can sound all professional <laughs> and mysterious still our house um okay i i thought of i was gonna say that before and i knew you were gonna specify that it was our house but our yeah. house is just so
2: cool it's pretty cool pretty cool it's a movie um, set
0: yeah so back to that point taylor and what india brought up is like it was such a short amount of time to get into this really deep character mm. and so i want you guys when you're watching live source if you haven't yet or go back and watch it again if you have is to understand how incredible it was for these two ladies next to me to be able to get that deep into a character in such a short amount of time. Yeah. You had hours with the script and the character description and the world that mm-hmm. these people were put into to be able to evoke that kind of emotion. And that talks to years, or that speaks to years and years and years of experience and dedication and practice and getting on set and trying different characters that you get this one and you're able to go so deeply so quickly for both of you. And understand the dynamics and the, the, you know, tension between the both of you and how you're different and how you still love each other as like, you know, an adopted sister into a family and you're mm-hmm. still family in this post-apocalyptic broken world. But you're just lost. like to get into that space shows the amount of talent that you guys have, because not just anyone can jump into that and be able to have the performance that you guys did. Mm-hmm. And that helps so much with this film. And why it is doing so well is because of your both of your ability mm-hmm. to be able to jump in, understand a character so mm-hmm. quickly, and go there mm-hmm. in a very authentic manner. Mm-hmm. Um, because you put the time and effort into understanding, like what is my motive, like why do I feel this way, why do I shut down here, why do I try to mask this with humor. Um, and I just think that was a really beautiful thing that you guys brought to the table, and why I keep bringing you back, and um, why I think Life Source is doing so well. So
1: Ian famously only. Writes um, parts for Indy and I where we like yell at each other or are like really fraught. So yeah. we're always very strong. You, you guys are always
0: going through something, together. right?
1: Yeah, so <laughs> choked by let's a have, shadow like, monster, a rom com coming up soon or yes, something. Yeah.
0: I mean, with June, the one that you directed, yeah, your that debut, was that, that helped. Uh, you guys got to be some fun, but in that
2: one, I got to break up with Ian. So yeah, that was, it's <laughs> something. <laughs> it was always something,
0: it's right. always something,
2: So, one of the things that we chat about here at Cinema Q. Um, is biblical allusions with film. And we talk a lot about how there's hints of the gospel or elements of sacrifice and, and Jesus in almost every single film, short film or long form. Did you see anything in Life Source that stood out or is anything like maybe not a direct biblical allusion to you, but just an overarching, like there's a little bit of gospel in this seven minute film?
0: Yeah, because you, you do say this story kind of tugs on you, right? So like oh, yeah. Why? Why? Right, like what in this story does that?
1: Right, um, I have a whole notepad. Please go. <laughs> but <I'm>, I'll <laughs> pick like my my favorite one because I think there is so much. We have time talk.
0: Like it's gonna be our longest episode. Gosh, ever. There's
1: so much. I think in any great film, you can find the gospel, like elements of Christ, elements of um, redemption, and there's so much of it just packed into this like little tiny thing, but it makes such a huge impact. Um, one of the maybe more obvious ones that I want to add like a little bit, um, obvious to people that like know the gospel and like are maybe in church more that I want to add like a little different perspective on is, um, there's a father character and obviously like you can draw allusions to like the father as like God, the father, you know, and he's gosh, like he has maybe seconds of screen time, but what he has in there is it's so potent. And shapes – because he, he's the bedrock of these two girls' um, life is their dad. And we don't – like, the audience doesn't have any relationship to him independent of, like, how messed up they are that mm-hmm. he's gone. So they know that this was a special guy, you know. So um, I – like, a couple of things about um, this father character that really just show – God, the father he adopts. Right. So like, how did Brie like get adopted? Like, I, I don't know. I don't believe that like this dad was just in the market, like wanting to adopt a child. Like I kind of envision it being a more like fraught situation where Brie had to come into their family for some kind of tragic reason. Um, but he rose to that challenge and was like, you're, you're no different than my like biological daughter. Um, Obviously, he sacrifices without a second thought.
0: Because he only had seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Like once like, your life source goes out, you have seconds before right. that person is gone forever. Right. So he, he had to make a decision in, right. in a matter of literal right. seconds.
1: He's strong. He's capable. He loves and cares. Um, so the, the thing, like there's just all of those elements of like what God has done for us on the cross and what he continues to do for us like every single day throughout our life. Um, but I wanted to bring out this one perspective of like why, cause like, you know, any, any parent or like good caretaker would like sacrifice their life like in a second for their child. And like many people do like maybe not like literally dying, but like, it's hard like raising kids and it's hard building somebody up and so there's sacrifices that happen all the time. and But I think that there's this, with, with God and with, like, when we're parents and even our friends, like, yes, it's just, like, the right thing to do, you know, and uh, there's a love that compels us to lay down our lives for people that we love. But there's, I think there's also this other layer of this father- knew that it was important for Brie to stay alive because of who she was and what she was going to offer to the world. Mm -hmm. Like, So that's like another layer than just beyond like, I can't let my kid die, you know, and I'm going to die. But there's this, he saw something in her that he didn't want the world to lose because of this choice Mm -hmm. that she just made. And so he was like, nope, like not on my watch. Like, I... Like, I mean, it's like kind of like he's older. He's like, I've had my time. Like, <laughs> go um, do your thing. And I think that is what Jesus and God the Father does for us all of the time is on the cross. Like, even like while we were still in sin, like he gave himself for us because he knew how we would bring the kingdom to earth. Mm-hmm. And he knew who he made us to be and the gifts and how we were meant to impact the world. So he was like, yes, like I will die for you and I will never leave you or forsake you. Not just cause I'm God. And that's cause of what I do. Cause I'm unconditional love. That's part of it. But because I see the value that I've put in you and it matters that it goes on into the world. And so I think that, um, is so powerful and it's done again, Bree's dad did it without a thought. God does it without a thought with us. He's like, here's your new beginning, after new beginning, after new beginning. And it's just this opportunity, gosh, for for Bree. Man, you have your life saved. She didn't even want it to be saved because she didn't see the value that she had and the worth that she had and how she belonged. She just didn't see it. So she's like, screw it, like I'm out, you know, like simply put, but she has, she has this opportunity to think, okay, why the heck did he save me? He, she says, I didn't ask him to do that. So back to the question, like for her, why did he do that? Why did he do that? Why did he do that? What about me made him do that? You know? And it's like, we have that choice to engage with that question ourselves. Mm. Why did God die for me? Why does he keep giving me second chances? Why does he like answer me when I pray? Why do I feel his presence when I pray? He's like, why does he keep engaging with us? You know? And it's because it's what he sees in us. It's like he sees Christ in us, he sees the individual giftings and blessings that he's put on us to put into the world. And he's like, you have value. And we're in this covenant. That is why, like there's nothing that you could do negatively, positively to change this, like your inherent worth and value. And so it's this question that really like can make or break a person. I think it's just like, why am I here question, you know, but it's that, why am I valuable? Why do people love me? And what am I going to do with the answer to that? You know, because you can't, I don't think it's like, you know, Brie answers that question in a really interesting way. But in real life, something like this happens. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not about to go walk away from that and live the same way. Like, man, I got a second chance. Like, I'm going to use that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think these just profound acts of sacrifices can and acts of love really should shake us to our core and have us ask those questions. So that's like one really good father analogy that yeah. I wanted to make sure... That I brought up in yeah. that.
0: Do you have something reach. to say to this? Because I have something to say. Go I, for I'm it. So no, it's so, like, um, no it now. it's so good. preaching. Like, it's so good. I loved because, like, even in, like, your your dad comes in and finds you in your deepest part of your sin, right? Yeah. In an overdose, in this, like, you, you're dead at this point, and he has a moment to save you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's unconditional love, as you were talking about. But then you go back and you still have your vices. You take another hit Mm -hmm. afterwards and you're like, I don't know how else to cope, but yet I'm thankful I'm alive. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't OD that time. Just your your life source turned a little pink. Like you weren't going all the way again. You're like, I do have a second chance. But then when you were met with a conditional love of Eva coming in, that's when you were like fighting with that purpose again. And I Mm -hmm. think so often we can lose that Mm. in our lives where it's like, God's given me another chance. Like he sees jesus in me right it's the righteousness of god on me i again again knew like everything you just said and i think so quickly when we're met with a conditional love we can forget the love of the father and that he Mm. he loves without condition it's Mm. an unconditional love and although your father and life source was a human that is no longer around after that he still kind of lives in you into the life source that you have right and so it's a reminder of like Okay, there is an unconditional love that is fueling me that even though when I'm met with condition, this can still sustain. Yes. And your character struggles with that.
1: Oh, yeah. And
0: that's the ending of it. Is like your character is like is met with that ultimatum. And as humans, like I, I just hope people press into the forgiveness of Jesus right. and understand their worth and value there and aren't right. defined by their circumstances or choices or past things that your character is Eva eventually holds over her as like. you are not like Mm -hmm. I you even have a line do you remember what it was
2: wait do you you
0: remember your line of like I just say like I wish we'd bury yeah Yeah. you drug addled something something it's early Uh, (laughs) it's early it's early But yeah, you say she's not worthy. My drug adult adopted sister. Like, you are not actual family. I'm actual family. Who are you to still be here and my father to be gone? You're no longer my sister sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I wish we buried you two -hmm. days ago. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh my
1: gosh. She's saying, Eva's character is saying the inner monologue of Brie. Like, that's what she's saying to herself. Like, since this has been happening. And then she's like, now that she's faced with it, it's like whoa I can't I can't bear myself you know and yeah. what's been done
0: and I, so I just encourage people not to be defined by the people ar- yeah. around them their negative yeah. things that they speak yeah. on to you like yes take the life-giving love things of people but like you were defined by mm. God's value and worth that he puts mm-hmm. on you right mm-hmm. like you are imago day. we are made in the image of God
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so I just love that you brought that up because that was some of my favorite dynamic with that character of like it's so hard to accept sacrifice right it's the survivor complex or what is it called the like I
2: think um, that's
0: it yeah where where you know one person lives through a tragedy oh the survivor's
1: guilt survivor's guilt yes thank you
0: and I can't imagine how real that is and your character had to deal with that from the opening scene yeah and your character is like okay you're not really my family but my father saw worth in you and adopted you in and you're still my sister ish kind Mm -hmm. of and so I, I just love the dynamic that two just two characters with this god character in the background brought between you guys in a mm-hmm. six to seven minute short
2: mm-hmm.
0: so do you have anything to say to that india on
2: it's so the all good. biblical illusions <laughs> no it's i think you hit on it as well the world if you want to like pull this out into like how do we apply this to everyday life the world is always trying to tell you the negative stuff, that inner dialogue from Brie, the words that Eva shares—like the world is always like, "Who are you to be valuable? You're yeah. just dust. This is an accident. The world would be better without you." Here, like I feel like that's everywhere because we're in a broken world, and it's easy to like get in that like self-deprecating bubble, but it's so, it takes work to Mm -hmm. like seek out the voice of god and the voices Mm -hmm. of others who are with the lord and who are lifting you up and giving you life Mm -hmm. and encouraging you Mm -hmm. and so in this moment the dad's gone so like Mm -hmm. brie doesn't have anyone Mm -hmm. to say anything good and eva's just like tearing her down so we've got Mm -hmm. the the mental health battle and then the external voice ripping it apart And it's like, God, where are you kind of thing. It's like, where is the voice of love and of encouragement and of purpose Mm -hmm. in this moment? And it's like, that's when Brie makes the decision. Like, all right, if I don't think I'm good and she doesn't think I'm good, then like, I'm going to take my own life kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Which is obviously like the most heartbreaking, like terrible, painful decision that like we see all around us. Like we see that happen in, in real life all the time. If only there was a voice to say like, You matter. Keep breathing. There's purpose in you. And so then that's when we get to this ending where you don't see anything, but you hear these footsteps Mm -hmm. from Eva and you hear the life, the life source either switch Mm -hmm. or somehow turn on. Something happens. Either Eva gives hers to Bree or, or is quick enough to get Bree's back on and you hear that final breath Mm -hmm. back. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the moment where we're like, Life is worth it. Like, life no. is worth it, even when you don't think that you're good enough, or if all these voices are pouring into you that's negative, like, make God your life source, y'all.
1: But <laughs> the most obvious. No. Come we talk on. Can the motif of, like, the breath and, like, air that has been through this? Okay, so... Whew, oh, my gosh. Yes, so,
0: please. Okay, I want to... This... I'm actually really curious, because, like, mm. I wrote this, right? And I want to yeah. see what you guys... Like, how, oh, I love this, but please <laughs> talk about it. I okay, want to hear so,
1: it. Okay, so... Man, okay, so this, um, It. I'll, I'll pose this question first. This motif kind of begs the question, it's like, what What are we feeding ourselves? Like, what are we living on? What are we breathing in? So... What is our life source? What is our life source? Oh, we have a kitty! <laughs> 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 he,
0: he needs to interrupt every episode. Yes. If Appa didn't come into an episode, then... Uh, it's not real. He His wow. life source gave out, That's so... so <laughs>
1: So right, yeah, breath. No, just at the be- so at the beginning, there's like an absence of breath. Like we have two dead slash unconscious people. There's an absence of breath, right? There's nothing that can be done, and um, there's the canister of um, which it was just oxygen like God, I have, she had film. so
0: much oxygen in her blood it's, during this film it's great the hits she take is just yeah yeah it was some it's
1: just compressed air things. guys yeah nothing um but we have that thing which she'll take a hit of later but she hides it she hides this thing that she feeds herself at the very beginning so there's like a shame associated with that um when right after the funeral. Brie goes to um, indulge in her addiction, um, it's it's this like breathing mechanism, whether it's like smoke, vapors, something. Mm -hmm. That's what she's choosing to feed herself and cope with and help her get through this is this fake, very likely harmful substance. Temporary. Yeah, that gives her, it gives her something that keeps her going back to it um so there's that and then later we have of course um the breath when um either either resuscitated or um her uh switched the life source or whatever and it's just like there's also an exhale of the
0: father there he goes ooh and then she goes huh. and so there's, yes, a, there's a trade of air in the flash oh yeah and the flash
1: so it's just, I just love that motif and how how subtle it is, but how powerful it is. It's like, oh my gosh, our breath is like, it's often used in the Bible. It's kind of like a metaphor for the spirit. Mm-hmm. Like we're sus- sustained by the spirit of God. We are um, made alive with just our breath. And there's even um, like the name of God, Yahweh, in the original language, Hebrew. It's really like it's just sounds like breathing when you like say the word. And so there's this thing like, man, even when we are breathing, we're just kind of confessing the name of the Lord, Mm -hmm. like in this specific language, it's beautiful. Um, and so it's just this question of like, what, what breath are we going to engage with? What life source are we going to engage with? What are we going to fill our spirit with? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, are we going to take in and not just like substances, but like, Um, media that doesn't like sit well with us or company that doesn't lift us up or um, whatever it may be activities we choose to engage in that we know is not like life-giving in the long term you know and um it's like what what is it going to take for us to realize that these things are liars and they never keep their promises to us you know like this, this air smoke canister is never gonna be able to heal what's going on inside of Brie. Yeah. And it's only, you know, the breath of love, if we like say it like that, of God's love, that can fill and truly bring us back to life. So it's like, I hope people are asking that question, like what what am I breathing in and out? You know, cause what we breathe in is what we breathe out and who do we wanna be, you know? Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll stop there with that. No, that so sounds good. That is... Uh, I'm it's so glad so you good. picked up on
0: that because breath was something that I, I intentionally tried to use in the sound design. To, yeah. um Because I believe that that... And that's a director's note that I missed a little bit on yours at the pond when you are partaking mm, to like mm-hmm. have it hit a little differently. So my fault, but you still nailed it. Um, but I literally asked you after we finished filming, I was like, hey, send me some voice memos of you just like yeah. inhaling and exhaling. Yeah. Because this is literally the breath of the film yeah. is following the breath of like the spirit like you're saying mm-hmm. of each person and their life source and what they were filling it with mm-hmm. um and uh oh, i just am so glad you picked up on that
1: because
0: mm-hmm. that was intentional
1: yeah it's good so um, good. speaking of
0: breath we have a cat on india's lap that Puring. is purring um <laughs> right into it. the microphone <laughs> <laughs> the backup mic have, oh, but uh nice. india do you have anything to speak to on the breath thing or anything you know that
2: all amazing oh, all good oh, yeah. no it's it's so cool i think just again it's a seven minute film but there's so much we can <laughs> there's so much we can pour like pull out of such a short piece of work how much more is there to tell like how many more stories to tell how much more can you pull out of Novels and fiction and full length yeah. feature films. And this is just like, might be biased again. I love this crew, mm-hmm. but it's just really encouraging to have Taylor, your voice, as like a rising talent in Hollywood, and Ian, your voice, as like a rising talent. And it's just, it's encouraging to me to be like on the side of people who love Jesus and love art and love stories. And mm-hmm. it's cool to like extract all this stuff from. We don't talk about Jesus explicitly in Life Source. We don't raise the Bible. We don't all, you know, like there are ways that you can take anything and make this, you know, robust content. So I don't know, it's just encouraging to be a part of this group and to know that like this is what, this is what's coming, Hollywood. Like, get ready.
0: Yeah. I mean, we don't have Mm -hmm. to, I mean, even just India, you were saying recently, a lot of the, you know, cinema you have been. Uh, trying out right like you've been trying some new shows and things and and all of it kind of has like Hollywood is a dark place at times and and leans into stories that are not good for your soul it's pretty and, flat
2: and like very sex heavy for like mm-hmm. almost no reason yeah and it's like oh it's, there's an affair with an affair with an affair and then we're having and sex it's, and it's almost we'll switch. like I'm
0: cheap like- cinema anymore <laughs> and so I'm thankful for this group that can come together and make stories that intrigue invite into a world like so many people have asked for a sequel or like a furthering of life source because they're interested in the world and and the the story that is created without using cheap tactics right that a lot of hollywood does with sex and language and all this but like it still speaks to very honest things like
1: yeah
0: um you know self-harm and drug addiction and vices and adoption and Mm -hmm. familial love family love is that the right word PTSD PTSD Mm -hmm. guilt shame like all of that is evoked in this short amount of time Mm -hmm. and so yeah again that's why I needed incredible actresses to like (laughs) lean into this yeah um because I in my early days of writing I didn't allow I didn't really give a world for the actors to like lean into mm-hmm. um i just more so had like an overarching story that didn't have depth but then when we <laughs> we created, start somewhere let's yeah start. um but then yeah when we created this and handed it to you guys like i i genuinely like when i just saw you in india taylor just go off and just practice and lean in and then you come back and you're like okay hey what is my motivation here like why am i moving here why do i joke here why do i yeah. like how does this life source of my father that i'm wearing me does it affect personality or just like can i and you came with these really good questions and you cared and you leaned in and it just delivered beautiful characters yeah. um ah uh, your guys's conversation at the end just the ebb and flow that you guys do you remember oh, you nail it do you, you remember you that
2: the life sources were these little puck lights that were gaff taped to our sides oh yeah mm-hmm. we had, like, and they left like a
1: huge that. red <laughs> oh. mark you literally
0: velcroed it to your side at one
1: point bro that was <laughs> Something to take off. Listen. There was like a red mark for several times. It was several a lot of times. Oh. I did want to bring up one other thing that kind of um, ties into like as we are literally headed to Hollywood like oh. in a couple of weeks, yeah. but also just like wherever the Lord chooses to um, rise us to, mm. who we will be in those spaces and what we will bring as believers. Because I know for me, it's not like... Every single project I audition for get shortlisted for whatever like I I ask the Lord I'm like well, like what do you think about this and for it's not always about like oh my gosh there's language or like sex scenes or whatever like it's not so much content for me like it's it's like the purpose of the content you know yeah. and it's also yeah. like I believe that the Lord really really cares about the people that we will meet on these sets and in these, Parties and networking events and stuff way more honestly, I personally think than like the content of the film. Like mm-hmm. he cares about that, but he cares about you loving the actors and loving on the directors and um, being the light of Christ where you are and offering a new perspective to like what the content is that's going on and how you engage with it. So this um, life source, I think there you could I think a huge central question of it is like. Like, what is your life source? What are you feeding yourself, as we talked about? But also, like, there's this adopted versus orphan mentality hmm. going on. And Brie has this orphan mentality. But I think that Eva does, too, as well. Because she just has no foundation anymore. And she feels threatened that um Brie, like, took her, her identity, like, away. You know? And she doesn't have this, like... Um, sense of belonging to herself and I think a lot of um, people that are actually have been orphaned in life or you just feel like you don't belong or you don't have a strong sense of self that is critical to establish before we go into like these high pressure environments you know because if like we don't define ourselves and with the love of God like other people and other circumstances will like even if they're not trying like because yeah. we're just sponges we just take things in and so i think with this film it's like brie is struggling with like the identity of an orphan she's like i'm an orphan like i don't and what does that mean i don't have resources i'm unprotected i like am unlovable i'm not wanted there's all these things versus an adopted mindset that she hasn't gotten into like I have everything that I need. I am loved. I am chosen. I am protected. I will always have a family. There's like all of these foundational human things that thankfully God offers us at any moment of every single day. So we can plug into that. I am adopted mindset. Mm -hmm. I am a child of God. That means, and it's great because it's like, I was thinking about this last night. Because we're children of God, we have all of the protections that like parents offer their kids. So that means like, there's a lot of responsibilities we don't have to think about. It's just like not uh, ours to think about, you know, so we can just play and like do our yeah. homework or whatever, you know, and maybe not do homework. <laughs> I don't do homework. But, um, but work, but he play also, and work and have fun and yeah, rest. And yeah, we have the protections of the child, but we also have the respect of like adults. Cause it's like, God's also our friend. He's like our father, but he's our friend And so we can talk about things with him and choices and get wisdom from him and get counsel. And then again, he's like, he's our savior and our Lord. So there's definitely a ton of stuff that we just defer to him on and it always works out. So I think this just shows the devastation that can come in an extreme way from living out of that orphan mentality, you know, the extreme way of ending your life and dealing with substance abuse. Um, But there's so many like more mild ways that we, can live in that orphan spirit and not even know stuff like Mm -hmm. the scarcity mindset stuff like the victim mindset um and it's like how do we switch that into abundance mindset into i'm i'm full so i can give out of an overflow to other people and be what changes the atmosphere and room and what changes people and that's only through like being set in the lord like every other way is like a liar that i have found you know yeah um if you find something else (laughs) let me know but God's working pretty good. So I just think that like, man, I want to where Hollywood is so fraught with competition with this is your one opportunity to better nail it. And there's just pressure. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, God owns every acting job that there is. He has put certain casting directors and people into power mm-hmm. that have the opportunities. He's going to make the ways he's going to find you the rules that you need. It's like, I'm working hard, but there's, I'm not stressing about that stuff because it's all his and he's going to bring it to me as I'm ready. So I'm just like, Lord, make me ready. Help me live adopted. Help me live out of an abundance mindset so that we can all rise together. And everybody that I meet is bettered. Yeah. Instead of competition. I'm so stressed. Like, no, we don't need, there's a role for you. There's a role for me. If there's not one this year for me, there's one next year, you know? So I just wanted to bring that out. Yeah, one of my it's favorite so concepts. refreshing. Yeah, I
0: actually put in my notes about uh, what you're kind of talking about at the end. If I can do two points here, yeah, I, uh, I feel like I'm well, just good. I'm just other soaking it in. I'm like,
2: <laughs> Taylor's preaching and Ian's looking <laughs> cute.
0: It's good. <laughs> awesome uh so two things to that is one yes uh this is just an encouragement to other filmmakers out there is like never sacrifice the people around you and the actors and the actual real life people for the story to make it happen like you need to be available and ready as a director as fellow cast members you guys do that very well for each other you like watch out for each other and like how are you doing are you okay do you need a break do you need to take a breath um but but what you're saying about like god providing People in certain places and also just being on set as a ministry regardless of oh, what yeah. the film does in college I actually uh, got asked to audition for uh, a Short film uh, this guy was coming in from New York wanted to make a short uh, For from his hometown in Delaware, Ohio where I'm from and he wanted to cast one of the main antagonists from his hometown so hundreds of people at this audition at OSU, I walk in, I like read the script and I do the audition, but then I got the further script and I was like, Hey, like I respect everything you're doing, but there's just some things here that don't sit well with like I wouldn't be willing to do as an actor. Yeah. yeah. Actor. <laughs> um and I was very honest about that conviction. Yeah. And it's I mean, it was fine if other people wanted to do it, but me personally at that time. Yeah. And so I was like, Hey, I re- all the respect to you guys, but just know that if you cast me, I'm not willing to do this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. Um, And the next day, the director called me up. He's like, hey, I really want you, so we're rewriting the script. Is this okay? Yeah. And I was super thankful for that because literally the original title of this short was Godless. Yeah. Like, Godless. And uh, it's based off of a short story. But I was like, okay, God, like, you want me here. Mm
1: -hmm. Why?
0: Like, I still don't agree with some of this other stuff that's happening in this film, but, like, I know you want me here. Yeah. And so I ended up uh, befriending this, like, 15-year-old kid that was uh, a local as well. He was just an extra from here and i after everyone went to go home he had to wait for like his mom to be done working to come pick him up um and i was a stranger so i didn't want to drive him home you know i'm 20 at the time i think mm. and um so i just sit i just sat and talked and i hung out and waited while everyone else left until his mom showed up and we did it again and again i always just wait and i talk and i listen and then eventually like he comes oh uh, there was a late night that his mom was like oh i trust this guy now like can go hang out and I was like, "Oh, um there's this church camp going on. I know the guy that's speaking. You want to go?" Mm-hmm. And he comes with me and that night gives his life to the Lord and now he's yeah. a pastor in Florida preaching to thousands. And I'm like, no. "All right, God, so you use this conviction of me no. not compromising myself?"
1: Yeah. Um
0: and mm-hmm. then while on set, I knew my ministry was more there than the story I was giving yeah. to. Yeah, I mm-hmm. still want to be an artist and give my all to that totally. character and I loved that character. Um it was my first time like really playing a bad guy, but I know God wanted to use the story and my presence on that set, Dude. and it was just like that was my moment where it clicked. And I was like, "I'm called to do this." Dude, and I, oh, I love that story yeah. so much. So, uh, yeah, I just I wanna agree with everything that you said. That like your time on set matters. Protect the people oh, around yeah. you, mm-hmm. and the story can also matter, as I feel like
2: we've done in yeah. Life Source. I mean, God uses everything. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. your time on set, going, getting crafty, being mm-hmm. a PA, like yeah, yeah, shedding a tear, like every single thing. Like He uses all of it.
1: Yeah, it's just definitely a win-win when it's like you really believe in the story and your character and you get to like be a presence on set. And it's like, but also it's like, oh, there's gonna be sometimes when the story is kind of like, meh, but I get to love everybody here yeah. and like create lasting relationships like you had, like I've had a couple of times. Um, and it's just the best. It's absolutely the best. So, yeah. And it is. Oh,
0: uh, he's have a, back. I have and now. <laughs> um, so. I Cool. any yeah. other thoughts i was about to ask you any points you want to no
2: point? i was just gonna say i think that this has been like the coolest conversation and just a good example of like how local people can make something that has a big impact like it feels still small to me because we made it in this home <laughs> we made it with people we know but it won the columbus 48 hour film festival it got selected for it's this, you know, national or worldwide national, competition. Yeah. And if we win at from Palooza, we go to the Cannes It'd Film be, Festival. like, top
0: 10 will go to the Cannes Film Festival in France in May.
2: Yeah. So it's just a cool... And I hope it's encouraging for anyone, like, listening to this or watching this, that, like, mm. you have something to give. Obviously, there's yeah. so much that we talked about, about life and, like, identity in Christ and, like, all this, you know, really beautiful tactical analogy. But also in like a very tangible way your talent if you're like oh my gosh i could never imagine like entering a film competition ian has done this competition for what seven eight years probably this is the first year he was even nominated yeah so like don't give up on your dream taylor is a professional full-time actress and model
1: in ohio (laughs) like
2: (laughs) I mean, some of the girls here are pretty cute, but like we got corn. There's not a lot of opportunities, like. But and Taylor's paving the way and like flying around the country to act in like real films and real commercials, and I just think it's really encouraging for people here. Like, don't yeah. give up on your dream. Yeah. Add God to it, and it just multiplies. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for that... the pounding in the mics that just happened.
1: Sorry. <laughs> and got very passionate. Was hitting the table. Yeah. Seriously. Whatever. Even if it's not. Um, to be an actress, or to be, like, a filmmaker, but you're some sort of creative, like, God put that in you for a reason, and I think artists and creatives have a tough time, because there's, like, the money problem, the opportunity problem, there's, like, so much stuff, the self-expression problem, but it won't, unless you express it, it's not gonna leave you alone, so, like, please don't live your life being creatively suppressed, like, if that's part of who God made you to be, because... You just literally never know. Like, if he put that in you, that means that he's got some plans and some opportunities and some people for you to meet that if you don't just take the first step, the next one will show up and then the next one. You don't have to yes. see the whole plan. But you'd see things in your mind, you know? You see, like, this is what I think I'm made for and it might be huge and scary or it might feel attainable. If it feels attainable, dream bigger. But I've just, like... That for a decade. Lord... He, he'll do it. Like, even if you're not like into this, like Jesus stuff very much, the word says that the gifts of God are without repentance. You have a deposit of God in you and talents that he wants to see in the world. And it's
0: purpose. Right? You have
1: purpose. And it's like way better when you throw that relationship with God into the mix. But like, do not discount yourself. Like, it's kind of like, oh, who are we to like think of ourselves as great? Who are we to think of ourselves as like Nothing like that's so yeah and like that's so it's like we're everything and nothing at the same time so it's like might as well do something fun and meaningful and challenge yourself like while we're here because we that's what we're made for so if you're asking that question the answer is yes go do the thing that you're scared to do you will thank yourself for it amen
0: so we have a new host Amen. Uh, you and <laughs> no. we to changed the name because Taylor's taken over. That was awesome. Yes. That was,
2: that's, that's, uh, no, it's so real. The, world needs, the world needs you. The world
0: needs you. Yeah. And I just am thankful for this platform of this podcast to be able to talk about this stuff, right? Like we are random friends that came together due to circumstance, whether it was a dating app with India and I or happened to transfer back to the same college and go to the same night and sit in front of you and you said, hey, I'm in theater and... I watched you be an old, That's so grumpy specific. grandma. I have no memory of um, you. <laughs> what show were you in? Were you the That's memes? So, meme I was
1: Caroline Bingley in mm-hmm. Pride and Prejudice at yeah, Miami University. And I had just
0: met you and you're like, oh yeah, I'm doing this thing. So I like showed up and I was like, she's talented. I was like, so when I started writing stuff, I was like, "Hey, do you want to like try this out?" I don't know what I'm doing. I just got a DSLR camera, and actually, my first films I was filming on my laptop with the front-facing camera. You were in that face, yes! um, maybe you were. Uh, I was I at Miami, um, but yeah, I should. I think I showed you, or at least told you about how I used to film because I didn't really have a smartphone. All I had was the a front-facing webcam. webcam. That, yeah. This is and, actually
1: the first time I'm hearing. This. And so oh, at Miami cute. University, at Miami University,
0: my freshman year was when I first got my first laptop, no. and that's where I started. Use what it was the got resource them. I had, yeah, and I used uh, friends that I met at Miami. And so when I transferred back to Miami and I met you, I was like, okay, this is a friend that like cares about growing in this, as I've cared about growing in this yeah. now for four years at that point. And then uh, what a blessing that I got to marry India, who is a phenomenal actress, cares about it, wants to lean in, is now yeah. signed, um, just got some new professional headshots. Like like we're we're moving forward together, and that whole rise up together thing has been just wonderful.
1: We need t-shirts. Yeah. yeah tattoos uh, yeah, some, yeah. <laughs> it's just, just massive tattoos. start with something light. Start with like God. we need a t-shirt or
2: a tattoo <laughs> the other
1: one would be a t-shirt it's a chaotic life it's a, <laughs> that
0: is real and and so what you were saying taylor of like you have purpose and go do the thing it's hard and you have setbacks and but don't give up like we get one life on this side of eternity so like I don't want to be 60 and be like, man, I wish I tried one more short film. Yeah. Hey, I wish I wrote one more character. Hey, I wish I acted in one more thing. Like, I don't want that regret. And because I really feel like God has given me that desire, that desire in my heart to do that was God given, right? That's Mm -hmm. kind of how I read that scripture is like Mm -hmm. that very desire in my heart to do this is God given. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to go do it with God by my side and... It might not look, and it will not look like what I think it will and what I want it to maybe. But, you know, I'm I'm dreaming big and thankful for the team and the the partner, the absolute unit of India yeah. as a wife. Like Seriously, she's don't, the, the, not the, India, the support, bro. right? The support. And I think that's important to surround yourself with people that do support you. Like I wake up every morning and India is just like, hey, like go do this. God's called you to this. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that has been one of the best parts to keep me going in this um surrounding yourself with people that that can lift you up because yeah. it's not always going to be easy no
2: 100 mm. yeah. this was such a good time yeah. thank you so much for joining us do we yeah. know what's next
0: oh we actually haven't talked about what we're doing next but Maybe i'm just everything. going to say we're going to in the next episode we are going to be talking about the hot big film uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, always and forever, or whatever that title is. <laughs> no.
2: Amen. Amen.
0: <laughs> uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, incredibly, it's it's in the headlines right now. Super it's critically
2: acclaimed. We're absolutely. gonna watch it and do our normal four point system so if you haven't seen it yet watch everything everywhere all at once and bring your notes for our next episode of cinema Q. absolutely
0: next thursday y'all next thursday we are not doing the point system for life source though uh this is a unique one because you know we would give acting a hundred out of ten and cinematography a hundred out of ten like it it was an unfair scoring system so (laughs) if you guys want to in the comments below uh use our ranking system let us know what you thought of life source the depth of it the how kid friendly it is, um, how good the acting, cinematography, and story are. Uh, but let us know, and we will join you next Thursday for another episode of Cinema Cube. Thank you so much to Taylor Abigail Rice for Woo! joining us today on this yes. podcast. And any last things you want to say?
1: Uh, I will send you my invoice. All right. It's beautiful. beautiful. No. beautiful. How, can, well, no. how can
2: people connect with you? Instagram sure. or, yeah, how can people follow you?
1: Yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm at. Taylor Abigail Rice. Um, I have a Facebook also, but I never go on there, so don't connect with me there. <laughs> my website is TaylorAbigail.com. That's where all of my photos are, my reels, um, my resume, work that I've done i'm on imdb i'm on Actors. yeah she is i'm on
2: backstage
1: like all the and
0: she's in all of the major hollywood films coming your way soon in theaters listen so. <laughs>
1: give me like five
2: years you ever heard of christine's wager
1: <laughs> Yeah, hey, yeah that's awesome her first yeah. big feature yes, i had a premiere recently yeah which is fun so um yeah the last thing i'll say yeah please yeah please connect with me i like to help i'm becoming really passionate about helping um Actors in the Midwest. So I'm dreaming up some things about how to do that more. So connect with me um, if you want resources about that, and just to see what we're all up to, cause and we're not stopping. Yeah, going. Stopping.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll have you back on again uh, once oh. you launch some stuff that you've been Heck and yeah. more like yeah. once you get into more things. And I, I'm, I just love having you on this podcast because you have some incredible things to say. Thank um, you. So yeah, and we and that is T A Y L O R. Um, the people making the credits. <laughs> in life source uh we accidentally spelled t-a-y-l-e-r so we got to fix that thankfully but oh, yeah, really? so yeah we did fix that so taylorabigail.com or at taylorabigailrice for instagram mm-hmm. and so thank you so much again for joining us it was uh this is a long episode but so worth it i hope you guys made it through let us know what you think in the comments below and we'll catch you next week
2: Bye. bye